0: Hi, everyone. I'm Becky. And this is Claire. And welcome
1: to another episode of Podwave. So in this podcast, we discuss things related to musical theaters and plays. And in today's episode, we will be reviewing Starry. Okay, so... Because this is this is
0: definitely going to be a short episode. Let's get that out of the way. I'm sure you can see from the runtime when you guys are listening to it. But uh, for star, we have a very short synopsis from literally one of the creators Instagram stories. And uh, we just have basically the songs themselves and nothing else. The show itself, it had like a workshop. And it had a few performances, but none of them were staged, for example, to my knowledge. There are no recordings of anything anywhere apart from the cast recording. So we're literally going based on the songs and based on the um, the little blurb that we got from the creators. So let's start with that blurb. I'm reading word for word from their Instagram account. For those curious, our current synopsis of Starry the Musical is... Starry is a story about the thousands of letters between Vincent and Theo van Gogh and their journey together to find the power of expression. Set to a contemporary pop rock score, Dehan and D'Angelo music begins with Theo van Gogh, an esteemed art dealer and businessman in the busy, bustling boroughs of Montmartre in Paris trying to balance reality with dreams. When his brother, Vincent, shows up unannounced in Theo's apartment, he turns Theo's world upside down. As they struggle with a new normal, they're pushed each other to become the best versions of themselves, which include Theo taking the leap of faith with a woman named Joe Bonker and Vincent refining his craft. However, the noise of the world begins to chip away at their bond with Theo's successes paralleling Vincent's failures. After a messy altercation at the local cafe, Theo and Vincent hit an impasse. Forced to go their separate ways, they struggle to find a light in the dark. With one in Paris and another one in Arles, the once hopeful Vincent's health begins to deteriorate before his brother's eyes. It seems like all hope is lost, but together and with the help of Joe, they eventually find an unbreakable bond more powerful than anything they could have ever known. A starry night. I'm very curious about that because it's very clear that he committed suicide in the end of it. So how is it an unbreakable bond more powerful than anything? Like it sounds like a very uplifting ending to the story, whereas the cast recording literally ends with Vincent committing suicide.
1: I guess. Maybe the message here is that even death couldn't break them apart, kind of. <laughs> Interesting. <laughs> that is fair. Um, so the reason why we're interested in
0: it is because across the year and a half, I think, that we've already been recording a little bit over that, we have covered quite a few Star Kids related ventures mainly featuring like the uh, very potter but also the highlight of our coverage was definitely twisted so far and we also covered annie so we are star kids connoisseur i believe (laughs) to an -hmm. extent so this one wasn't created by team star kids necessarily it was created by dahan and d'angelo but it features quite a few star kids stars so i'm sure you're very very happy with this and i'm Relatively sure that you recognize his voice during the cast recording, correct me if I'm wrong. But uh Dylan Saunders is the one who's playing Vincent van Gogh, the titular character. Well, he's not a titular here, but he's the main character. And um Lauren Lopez, who plays Drake O'Mofflo in the very potter musical. Um, she plays Emile Bernard. And we also have, I believe it's supposed to be like a villainous character, but um when we saw uh holy musical Batman, the guy who was like the candyman guy. Do you remember him? Oh, right. Yes. Yes. He is also here. Oh. Oh, Yes. Mm -hmm. So I recognized his voice as well. His name is Jeff Blinton. And we have Jamie Lynn Beattie who plays... Uh, who plays Ginny Weasley in a very Potter musical. So at least four members of Star Kids that we know and love and they're featured here. So that's kind of like how I became familiar with this, which I guess means that I'm jumping the gun and letting people know my background with Starry. My background with Starry is literally looking through all things Star Kids related and I think I've heard about it like in 2017 or not 2017 maybe 2018 or something like that like very shortly after it was announced but I didn't listen to the cast recording like in full until this episode I listened to a few songs here and there mm-hmm. how about you
1: again nothing so <laughs> yeah I didn't know um there's a musical like that period hmm yeah Okay, that sounds
0: good. So the musical obviously is based on Van Gogh's life or letters and his correspondence with his brother, Theo. I have absolutely no knowledge of Van Gogh besides seeing some of his paintings in museums. So that's going to be a lot of fun because we have no art history background. What What about you?
1: Well, I think I knew that he had a brother, but it's not like I know his life um, inside out. So... Yeah, I mean, I only maybe look at a few of his paintings when I travel to, like, London or something. But then other than that, like, not really. And if you know me, you know that I'm not, like, a big artistic person in terms of paintings and stuff. So even then, it was like, oh, I went to the museum and his work was just happened to be in a museum. So I thought it was famous and I thought I should, like, take a look at it. And that was it. (laughs) Yeah, so not really into art like that I guess I would say painting and and uh, maybe dancing are the two areas that I absolutely have no idea about Mm -hmm. if you're talking about like music or or writing or like literature or something like that I would probably have a little bit more history or knowledge to it but dancing and painting absolutely nothing
0: fair enough i think in terms of his painting like you have seen just a few in the museum and nothing else obviously i knew just a tiny little bit about himself for example the fact that he committed suicide and also the very famous uh, story about him cutting his own ear off oh yeah yeah
1: that uh, i think anyone would
0: know <laughs> exactly but apart from that nothing at all so that's going to be really really interesting i read his Apart. It's very long. A part of his Wikipedia article about his early life and uh until maybe like middle adulthood. It is very tragic. He has not been a very happy camper um at all, which is so sad. And he hasn't been a well-adjusted individual. So I did you know
1: ready- that he has a brother.
0: I think I did. I'm not sure.
1: Okay. I feel like I did, but I have
0: like I, I really have a very superficial knowledge of okay. him.
1: okay. Cause I remember that was probably the only thing that I really remember about him, aside from his ear story, probably. Yeah. Um, because back in middle school we have this art class and you know, in the textbook there are like various different famous painters <gasps> and we get to like learn a little bit more about them and things like that. You had an art like- textbook. <laughs> wow. Yeah. That's amazing um it's actually quite common in
0: really Asia. Mm-hmm. oh I've never oh my god I've never had an art textbook was it like h- how were you graded was it not what just like painting
1: stuff did you have like exams no not from what I remember to be honest I so be what's wrong, the point though, of wrong pe- is this is like a while ago that's true that's true
0: but I, I, I remember my art classes I think fairly well especially because there were like a free for all for all the kids to like do whatever they want but oh. uh yeah I don't know we I assume like the point of textbook is to have exams but maybe not
1: no, no. in this case no but in it costs case, money so, so uh, probably for finance that reasons that we had to bought them but anyways <laughs> um point is so in the textbook they introduce like several artists and painters and stuff like that and I remember reading about his story with his brother and I was thinking, wow, that's kind of cute, you know, and and that was it. <laughs> he obviously has a pretty tragic life mm-hmm. and kind of similar to, I guess, a lot of the other artists that I remember. So I couldn't pinpoint and be like, his story really stood out to me. But the fact that his brother was really supportive or like the fact that he has a very supportive brother was definitely something that I did remember about him.
0: Yeah, for sure. Okay. I think I've also watched a really, really heartfelt and touching episode about him on Doctor Who. So oh. <laughs> maybe I knew something about his relationship with his brother or something else through Doctor Who. It's a mm-hmm. great episode. I would highly recommend if you're interested in like sci-fi and fantasy. Uh, that would be a really good episode to see. But apparently, so he has a brother, obviously. He has a sister that he also kept in touch with, not to the same extent that he kept in touch with T and with Theo. Her name is Vil, I suppose. And mm-hmm. he has two other sisters who he did not keep in touch with at all. Mm-hmm. So uh, very interesting. Apparently, based on his Wikipedia, before him, he's the eldest son out of all of them. And uh, his family and his parents had a few stillborn births before. So his birth and the fact that he was able to continue living must have been a great relief to his parents but he had a very poor relationship with him like very very poor especially with his father Mm -hmm. so yeah um should we go into starry then sure overall what were your impressions of the music
1: it's actually not bad. Mm-hmm. Like, it was actually better than what I expected, I guess. Mm-hmm. I think it's because after Lizard Boys, I was having some kind of lower expectation for things that just like I don't have a visual on. So I was thinking okay you know what like I couldn't find a synopsis or a story a detailed story or plot line to go with it so I don't really know what this will be about and when you have nothing else to go on music really is the only thing you get to judge a musical by and sometimes it's really maybe a little bit unfair to judge it purely just by his music but then in this case that's just what we need to do yeah um and that could go really wrong or really (laughs) great in either way so I didn't have too high of expectation per se but after actually a couple songs like it wasn't bad at all I actually thought it was pretty good Mm -hmm. probably because it was also has some pretty good um singers in it Yes. So definitely wise performance was just up there. So yeah, that's my first impression of the music was like, oh, it's better than Lizard Boys. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so sorry, Lizard Boys. Yeah, the point is, I like the music, I guess.
0: Yeah, I think the music was very good. A little bit It's a little bit too familiar compared to like other contemporary musicals. I thought there were a lot of parallels to Hamilton in particular. And some songs were very, um, where a little bit less creative than, than I would have liked, but as a mm. whole, I really liked the musical. The music with it was very uh, varied, which kept my attention high. The lyrics were really good, they're very art- artistfully made, and uh, the voices of course were incredible, which definitely mm. helped.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, okay, what was your favorite?
1: Oh, okay, so we're going there already. Um, I think we just like want to get it
0: out of the way before we go into like anything (laughs) else.
1: (laughs) Sure, why not, right? I think my favorite would probably be either The Road or United in Distaste. Mm, United in Distaste is also
0: my favorite. Yeah. So it's great. I think actually the first third of the musical has some of their best songs and Mm -hmm. also the last song, so The Wheat Field and Finale Ultimo, in my opinion, was great, it was fantastic, and it was very emotional after it played. I knew that was the finale because it felt like it. So they have really, really good beats in terms of the plot. They probably planned it very, very carefully. So it's really sad that there is no recording of it that we can watch anywhere or yeah, no. any performances I can mm-hmm. see because. I believe that with the visuals and with a more comprehensive story, it would have been really something to like behold. But United in the States is a fantastic song. <laughs> Jeff yeah. Blim, the guy who played like the a candy villain, candy theme villain, he's like the mm-hmm. main person here. And mm-hmm. I recognize his voice right away. It's very distinct. And he's just really good at playing villainous things. He also played uh, <laughs> Aladdin in Twisted. I forgot right, to Right, I remember yeah. that. Yeah. <laughs> so he did a fantastic job. Yeah. Out of the two, uh, the road or united in distaste, I suppose I definitely made it clear that this is my favorite. Do you have like a one that edges it a little bit more or they're equal?
1: I think it depends on probably my mood. And <laughs> I definitely need to maybe give it a little bit more listen to decide which one is gonna stick with me, you know? I think we talked mm-hmm. about it before that sometimes, like after maybe the first or two times of of uh listen through I guess (laughs) um you would think that something would be your favorite but then after a few more trials like maybe that won't be the one to actually stick with you so I feel like it could change
0: yeah for sure and I think even though I listened to this from start to finish a good few times like I'd say probably more than like three or four times some of these are a little bit difficult to recall immediately just by seeing their name, which can mm-hmm. say something about their catchiness. I think the the first third were incredibly catchy and I can remember them just by looking at the title. But in the middle, it definitely goes a little bit wonky for me and it's less memorable. Mm-hmm. Did you feel a certain like a similar way when you were listening to it?
1: Like, I oh, think know, I definitely pe- was a little bit more like that. But um, Act 1, I think, generally was pretty unique in Mm -hmm. its own way. But Act 2, sorry to say, but I feel like... Honestly, I don't even know what's active to be honest. i just gonna. <laughs> that's zoom, why like, I was so surprised
0: <laughs> when you like busted Act One and Act Two. I, I was about to ask which one is Act One and which one is Act Two. When, did, I when does one start? When does the Road
1: will be like Act One closure. So I that's can see my that. guess. I yeah. can see that. Yeah. That's my guess that uh, anything after The Road will be Act Two. But hmm. I could be wrong, right? So who knows? but I'll say usually maybe okay I'll just say second half or maybe the <laughs> last one-third of the musical wasn't as memorable yellow maybe. house onwards
0: yeah yeah Um, for sure I think towards the very end of act two or the second half like the finale was fantastic in my opinion it definitely stood out for me mm-hmm. and starry night I think was also very good Considering it's literally like the name of this, this is what the entire musical is working towards. I think the fact that the finale over, um, like over uh, shot the Starry Night one, is a little bit of a shame. They're both very good, but finale is better in my opinion. Mm-hmm. So maybe it will have a lot more visuals that are associated with it and make it into like a very unique viewing experience for example like Sunday in the park with George what they've done in order to illustrate the different paintings in the opening Mm -hmm. something like that would make uh, Starry Night really really meaningful and very beautiful to to view as well as to listen to so I Mm -hmm. hope that when they do have staging because I'm really hoping that it's a when and not an if this would happen Uh, but from the yellow house until the starry night i think i got a little bit bored not bored even but a little bit mm, sour (laughs) even towards the entire production because it really reminded me of hamilton in a way i got a lot of like legacy involvement in it and i heard a lot more like loves between um like joe bonger i think i misunderstood that because based on the early life i didn't get any like of the fact that he was like in love with her or anything like that. So maybe I misunderstood it, but I got like Angelica Hamilton parallels between them, and that's probably wrong. So I think what I've actually seen is um, Vincent van Gogh has a lover, and maybe I confused the voices of uh, Theo's wife, which is Joe Bonger, and um, and his lover, which is Agostina Sigatori. Maybe I confused the two. So yeah, that's those two details of the legacy and the Angelica Hamilton parallelism and the fact that we're talking about like one man who changed like everything. In this case, he changed like everything in the art landscape that kind of gave me the wrong impression of it and made me sour on my listening experience a little bit just because of the overexposure to similar kind of musicals that I've been getting recently.
1: Mm-hmm. I really hope it's not one of those love triangle you know how I feel about love triangles I, I do them and I don't know I just don't want anything cheesy like that with getting the way of this beautiful family love you know I am such a sucker for like anything that's like family themed yeah and what Theo and Vincent share was just so beautiful the whole time I was listening to it I was like oh man this reminds me of a younger brother I wonder if he'll be willing to financially support me forever (laughs) and (laughs) I'm just kidding but but I don't want anything like that anything that dramatic it's almost like a soap opera type of thing to get in the way of all that So I really hope it's not what you just described, but yeah.
0: I'm hoping not. Did you get the same vibe? Because I think that's what I got. Okay, I'm really Really? glad. It's probably just me and I'm being like oversensitive towards like the same uh, musical beats that I've been listening to in other productions. And I'm just a little bit tired of maybe it's just that and I was overthinking it and just a little bit too jumpy when it came to possible beats like that but i'm really hoping that's not the case i wonder if it's not what the altercation would be about because hmm. in the summary they mentioned there was an altercation that uh, put the two brothers in an impasse hmm. i mean we could probably read about that that might have been a good idea, but <laughs> <laughs> Um, but I'm really wondering what the altercation was and if it's not about Joe, which would be much better in my opinion, oh, what yeah. was it about? Was it about finances? Cause I really don't think it would be.
1: I've read somewhere, I think on Wikipedia or somewhere else, that Theo was actually the one who actively trying to keep in touch. Like he kept most of the letters that Vincent sent him. Yeah, he did. Whereas Vincent was more like, he threw away a lot of the letters, I think. So if it wasn't for Theo to be actively reaching out and encouraging him, I don't think he would be the one. I don't think he would be the one like, you know, investing and putting effort to maintain that relationship. So maybe it could be Theo like eventually get tired of that. I don't know if that would be true, but I'm interested to see because I feel like, you know, just from what I read online, Theo just sounds like such an incredible brother. Like he's always there, barely complaining from what Wikipedia described. And if they would, the musical would um invest and explore a little more of, you know, maybe there are some. Um, elements like maybe he's a little bit jealous of Vincent being able to pursue his talent whereas he has to like maintain the finance and what When he, like, you know, it's like a love-hate kind of thing. Like, I love you as a brother. I I admire your talent. But it's not hate. Sorry, maybe wrong word. But, like, (laughs) there's that slight sense of jealousy, maybe. I don't Who knows? Like, I think there's a lot of room for exploration here that doesn't involve, like, a romantic conflict.
0: I hope so. God, oh, my God. Uh, It would be really, really sad if the conflict was around the romance but you're right I think there are 83 letters from Theo to Vincent that were kept and then 650 letters oh. from Vincent to Theo so clearly Vincent. one of them kept better records than the other <laughs> and then um I think there are over 800 letters in the collection so some of the other letters I have no idea how like he got his hands on it was from Vincent to other people so some artists. Uh, I believe that Augustina has two love letters from him so Mm -hmm. there are several other uh, people who are featuring uh, who are featured in the uh, letter compilation that they have but not that many Mm
1: -hmm.
0: 650 still that's a lot (laughs) I know I know and the sad thing is because they lived together at one point we don't have record of the time that they did live together in Paris because most of what we know about them is from the letters. Mm-hmm. So that really, really sucks. And I think because from what I can see, almost all of the musical does take place in Paris. Maybe they're trying to get some kind of idea of what could possibly have happened in their time in Paris from other accounts. For example, from some of the letters that Vincent t- sent to artists or lovers or other people. Um, so that would be really, really interesting because you have a hole there. Mm-hmm. That they can exploit and interest and, uh, and explore a little bit more. So, hmm, what else do we have here? That is really like the main thing I was concerned <laughs> about. <laughs> really, I was know. really scared about like an Angelica Hamilton parallel in it being an issue. I'm really, really hoping that's not the case. But if not, um, we both are really, really into familial relationships or familial musicals. And this is something that can totally work within our favor if we can see it. Um I haven't seen any new development regarding Story when I did my research. There's also very little information on fan sites. So I don't know. I hope that they're doing something with it. Star Kids is still something that like is ongoing. So I don't know if they're going to do those in parallel or if they are even paddling towards it or they're just satisfied with a cast album. Mm -hmm.
1: I really hope so it seems like there are loyal audience following it and to be fair it feels like there's a lot of potential they can explore this one especially the visual I can imagine if they do bring the the Starry Night onto the stage that would be amazing that would be really stunning and beautiful to look at Obviously, that requires budget, and I don't know if that's something that's within their resource, but if that could happen, I think a lot of people would be really happy to go and watch it.
0: Yeah, I think so as well. In terms of the other characters, I don't know much about them. I enjoy their voices. So Mm -hmm. I enjoy the voices of like Joe Bonger and of Augustina and all these other characters, definitely whoever Jeff Blim is acting as. But I have very little information about them. I googled like who they were briefly just to get an idea of who each person is. A lot of Vincent van Gogh's contemporary in art or people who were around the time that could be his um his colleagues in a way were featured in the musical as well mm-hmm. but i really have no information about them and i don't know how they plug into the story which is really frustrating
1: mm-hmm. i'm
0: guessing there is an angle about Vincent not wanting to sell out in a way because people are like oh wealthy um, customers like to see this in an arting and that in an arting and that that, uh, Vincent thinks that this is more soulless and he wants to paint from his vision, from his art. So I think there is an element of that. They're talking Mm -hmm. about like politics as well. So it's probably comparing how much easier it is when you're rich or how much easier it is when you're selling out to your client versus when you're staying true to your own artistic integrity. So I'm really curious about that. It seems like this is concentrated in the third half of the musical. And then afterwards, maybe something that is more concentrated on his love life or on his mental health, which makes Mm -hmm. sense. Because it's probably going to show it's getting worse and worse until the peak of Starry. And then afterwards, they're going to have maybe even a Diana-esque moment where they're just mentioning that he committed suicide without really delving into it because it sounds like it's kind of like an aftermath so if i had to guess this is probably the progression of everything it's the progression from vincent van gogh landing in paris and being new to the whole environment and feeling the difficulties of surviving as an artist in a big city where there are a lot of other contemporary artists who are doing it only for the money because being an artist was something that was more profitable Potentially, at least, Potentially. um, at that time, and then progressing into his love life and mental illness, and culminating in his brotherly relationship with uh, Theo, and then finally, as an aftermath, killing himself.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: But you difficult.
1: have everything figured out, or <laughs> I don't know. it's just a,
0: it's just a hypothesis. I don't know. I did you think about it this way? Did you try to figure
1: out a story? Because no, for me, it's automatic. I I feel like I'm trying actively not to think about it. Okay. Because the way that I approach it is that I feel like if I put a context to a song, that would affect how I view the song or Mm -hmm. how I think about the song. So without actually knowing what the actual context is, I try not to make assumptions just because I feel like that's going to influence my judgment. But that's me. And I feel like the fact that you can come up with these theories or these stories are actually quite amazing and it makes sense too the thing is it makes sense and I feel like that would be a good way to approach a story because kind of like what we seen in Sunday with the Georgian oh my god that's such a long name I can't can't talk Sunday Sunday (laughs) or George or Park Um, I do feel like exploring that side you know like the reality versus the artistic pursuit would be probably the main thing and the forever universal thing when it comes to artists so I do want to see more of that and when it combines with his personal experience and his mental health state it could be potentially a very complex very interesting and engaging story depending on how they do it though, because it can go really wrong if you focus on one side too much and then the other sides like barely scratch the surface. But then I have my confidence in StartKid. I feel like they will probably have this figured out. So I'll just leave it to them and wait for the day when we actually get to see it.
0: Uh, I think that this is a possibility depending on how much you're pushing towards it, because A lot of the musicals that we cover started their life as concept albums, especially in the Andrew Lloyd Webber variety, which is probably not something that you are thrilled to hear, (laughs) but uh, a lot of the musicals we cover started off as concept album. And this is something that, according to what they write, this is more like of a rock, indie rock, I think they called it, music. And this is also something that is common within that variety, like rock music's and rock musicals start their life very frequently apparently as constant problems so there is there is some kind of hope for it I want to see when was the last post that they posted on their Instagram because I think that will be indicative of mm-hmm. what's to come did you um recognize the different star kids um voice actors or actors I guess in general as soon as you heard it
1: not really okay I feel like I don't, when I listen to something, I'm not like you when I recognize somebody's voice immediately or quite frequently. I kind of just listen to the song and enjoy the song without really thinking about it and be like, oh, this is, you know, that person. Unless mm-hmm. it's very, very distinct, then maybe. Okay. But usually, no.
0: That is fair. Uh, last post I had was August 1st. And then it seems like they have maybe a post per month, one post per month. So it seems like they're they're handling their Instagram pretty well. And maybe they're still very passionate about the project. I'm hoping they are because I see a lot of promise in it. With like a story about an artist, there's such a beautiful capacity of making the experience not only auditory but also visual in a way that you haven't experienced before, especially with somebody like Gogh who is very known for like painting people and painting um, environments and different uh and different like elements like this. So when we have different songs that have a, a higher concentration on a specific individual and there is some kind of painting of them, we can see the process for that, for example. So I'm really, really curious and I'm really hoping that it would come to fruition and we would be able to see it sometimes live. Um, Is there a song that you particularly pinpointed on liking less?
1: Ooh. Hmm. Since you asked the question, does that mean you have one? You
0: always do this.
1: (laughs) I know, because I need time to think.
0: (laughs) Uh, I don't think that there is one that I like less or dislike it. But something after all, in my opinion, reminds me of those songs that play after a Disney film in the early 2000s. So like something you would hear after Tarzan, or um, something you would hear after Toy Story 2, for example. So this is very specific, and it's yeah. I was gonna say
1: (laughs) that is weirdly specific. (laughs) This moment in a theater
0: was always such a magical experience. I don't know if it fits with the rest of the narrative in the musical for me because it has a very different tone and feel to it than the rest of the songs but and that's why it's kind of like stood out in a not as positive way but Mm. it's still a very magical moment if you're a kid and you're watching everything in the big screen and you have that like post-movie feeling when you feel like you can conquer the world and you're the protagonist of everything so Mm. It's a good song. I just don't know if it fits with the rest of them. I also really like Enlightenment as a song because it's very singable. It's very easy to remember. And it's still a very sweet message. So mm-hmm. I like that as well.
1: Yeah, I feel like I don't have something that I absolutely hate and would skip necessarily. But the Yellow House, Sunlight, and Storms are two that didn't stay with me for now. I honestly can't even remember how they sound like at this yeah, point. Yeah, that's an issue. But yeah, yeah. And that's probably the worst um, out of everything. So I feel like in general, it has some pretty good quality. So it's not horrible. It's not horrible at all. Um, but it's just not as memorable, I think.
0: There is a workshop production in London in 2023.
1: Wait, what? Mm-hmm. Okay. The workshop hmm. has
0: stage management by Nick. Egan, the show will look to have a world premiere in london in 2023 wow
1: okay does a world so... premiere means it's not just
0: like <laughs> ghost quartet vibes and people are singing in a row or like the 25th anniversary limb is where people are just singing with their mics is there going to be like set in acting do you think i have no idea <laughs> that would be so exciting That'll be so exciting. Oh, my goodness. Should I fly to London just to see? <laughs>
1: no. Um,
0: that is
1: very committed. I oh, yeah. have a lot of respect. No, if, no. If you do that, I come cannot, back and
0: tell me how it is. I cannot. I cannot do that. But I would love to uh, see it in Canada or if they come to New York, uh, please which is manageable for us.
1: We have such a big audience here. Do we? We're 33 million. Well, if they come to Toronto, I'm pretty sure there's a lot of market for musicals here.
0: I mean, yes, if they come anywhere in Canada, they better come to Toronto, not just because we're here, but because it's the biggest city, right? So it makes more sense to come here. But you have these different shows who go to Edmonton or who go to like Vancouver or Calgary. Uh, when Town came here initially, it came to Edmonton and it didn't come to Toronto, which is bizarre,
1: but it happened. So maybe it's because it is uh, expensive to rent a space in a the theater or something. They don't have They're to go to Mervish. Yeah, but I don't know how are the prices here compared to, let's say, a sitting Edmonton. Maybe
0: that is a good point. Maybe that's the issue. But I'm assuming that they'll also reap more benefits, right? So it's kind of like a give and take. But either here or you want to come to the US to New York, we can do New York. That's like 10 hour drive. That's fine. But please, please, please have a North American debut. We would love it. I'm really excited. I just saw it. I don't know how I missed it before. It's literally in their like blurb in the header for their Instagram. The last thing is London 2023. So yeah. (laughs) I had temporarily blinded myself somehow and I missed that line altogether. So I'm really glad that they're going to have some kind of production. I'm hoping that the production is with an actual set, but if not, it still shows like willingness and commitment to the musical. And I think it has so much potential. I think that there is a lot of great material song-wise already, some tweaking that could be working, uh, could, could be worked out, but great material for the songs and great material for the concept too. Just the concept of brotherly love and affection, I think, is something that is missing a lot within current musical. I feel like when it comes to familial affection, it's mainly between two sisters, like Frozen, for example, or between parents. Arcane,
1: sorry. Or which one? Arcane. I just need to, like, insert it in there. Arcane? Yeah, I never heard of it. Is that the animated thing from Netflix? I've heard of it, yeah, but I haven't seen it you really should watch it so good it's very violent is it not it's not violent it's not? like there's a lot of fighting things sure but right. like it's not you know like bloody or anything like that it's actually pretty psychological if you think about it
0: oh okay maybe yeah. I should give it a shot then I've heard yeah. a
1: lot of great things about it so oh, it's very very good a all lot across of the care board, yeah. and details go into it yeah they're I guess not real sisters no, they are sisters. Oh,
0: they're real sisters, like yeah. blood sisters. Wow. Yeah. That's amazing.
1: Yeah. And it's really really good. Oh my god, I got to tell you the story. Ooh, We're going okay. totally off track. But then when our king came out last year, you know how uh-huh. I don't know if you noticed, but anyway, so it came out in three acts where each act has three episodes. So, you only get three episodes at a time, and then after that you have to wait like maybe I think one or two weeks or something like that to wait until the next act to watch the rest, right? Mm-hmm. And the last act came out when I was traveling to Iceland. So I literally have to download on my phone so I can watch it <laughs> <laughs> with my boyfriend when we were staying in the hotel at night because I, I don't want to miss it. I don't want to wait until I come back to Canada to watch it. That's how good it is.
0: I should give it a shot. You know, I'm almost done Sheets Creek and mm-hmm. I've resisted watching that for a very long time just because the first few episodes I was kind of grossed out by the town and the residents like especially Roland. I believe that there are several scenes of him eating very disgustingly. And that is a trigger for me. I cannot handle people who are eating food in a disgusting manner whatsoever. So I was very, very lukewarm on it in the beginning. But then when I got into it out of desperation because there was nothing else on Netflix, I found out that it's actually a lovely show full of very like nice, heartwarming moments and people and Really, really recommend. Everybody, I'm very late to the game. Everybody heard of she- Sheets Creek. It won a lot of awards, but it's a Canadian treasure. And now I understand why. Have you watched it? Mm-hmm. No. I think, um, how are you with comedy? I feel like you are not that big of a fan of comedies. Am I wrong?
1: I can watch comedy. Uh, I don't think it's necessarily the thing that I will actively search for. But I'm, I am I don't hate comedy. So okay. I'm totally okay with watching Something like that. I see. Maybe we'll do an exchange. I'll watch Archie okay. and you can watch something else. I don't
0: know. It doesn't <laughs> have to be Sheets Creek, but it could be whatever else it is that floats your boat that I talked about already recommended Doctor Who, Buffy, Glee. <laughs> Glee would be great. <laughs> um, but yeah, any of those moments would be really, really good. But uh, yeah, yeah, that is. I lost my train of thought. So we can skip that. <laughs> <laughs> anything else you want to say about Starry?
1: Um, Not really. I feel like really there is very limited source of materials to go on about but I think everyone can tell that we're really excited if there is an opportunity to watch mm-hmm. it in person or if it just not even in person but like just some kind of visual will be great. Yeah, I think it actually pleasantly surprised me because the music was really top quality. Well, not I mean, oh, like top, top. I have of a the question.
0: What? How do you think it compared to, so this is non-written by Team Star Kids, but mm-hmm. it does feature a lot of Team Star Kids actors. How mm-hmm. do you think the music compares to other Team Star Kids ventures that we've seen? So usually all the Team Star Kids um, productions that we've seen were very much comedic. They have a few that are horror related. Maybe we'll do that actually next month for Halloween. But because it's very comedic, it felt very, very different for me. If you had to compare the music, do you think it sounds similar to other things they produced, but in a different genre? Or is it something that is completely unexpected from them? It's a totally new, different sound.
1: Um, I feel like it is a little bit different from their usual style, just because that it seems a little bit more classic structure? structured if totally. that makes sense yeah totally. yeah and from what i remember at least the impression i got from star Kip music is that it's very free <laughs> very flexible and kind of runs wild sometimes and that's not necessarily a bad thing but i do appreciate the structure that this musicals music has
0: for sure even with the most more um dramatic song that they had for example in um a very potter musical or sequel like to have a home which is harry's solo or Mm -hmm. the moment where the four um friends were coming together and saying like oh you know we're united to fight against voldemort and we can make it through those were more gravitas moments and the sound of them sounded different from starry for example so i think the songwriting process is completely different and i see very little in it that matches the previous style that we heard from Star Kids, which is really interesting and very exciting because there is a lot more branching out. And I really wonder what is the reason why so many Star Kids actors went to Starring Starring. And what's the connection there? I have no idea. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's really curious to see. And uh, apart from that, before we go into our next segment, because I think we're all talked <laughs> out about sorry. can you guys let us know if you like those shorter episodes? So we were trying to find a nice balance between smaller productions that we're interested in exploring, just because we also like seeing stuff that is a little bit less mainstream and new stories and some of our bigger, more well-known Broadway musicals that we cover. Is it? something that you prefer? Is it something that you are enjoying um, listening to? So please let us know because it will help us out with deciding on what to cover next. Okay, so for this character quiz, I'm really curious to see what you would think about that one.
1: Oh boy, okay. (laughs) All right. Oh, this is actually very relevant. Mm -hmm. So the quiz today we're doing is which well, what Van Gogh painting are you? And this is from youquiz.com. I gotta say, I gotta mm-hmm. give you the credits of like finding all these kind of quizzes because like I have never heard of this website.
0: Yeah, I think just by being on Tumblr a lot, this is the main website people use. And if you are curious about like what kind of character quiz you are, and you, for example, write, what Van Gogh painting am I? This was the first thing that came up so I wouldn't necessarily give myself any credit for googling skills especially since I don't remember what episode was but we were talking about like stuff and we we're like oh we should google this we should google that and you found it within mm-hmm. two seconds flat so that was really impressive to me but yeah, oh, did I okay you did yeah twice <laughs> it was something that you repeatedly have done so it's demonstrating real skill and all just flutes. oh thank you thank you <laughs> okay question number one of 11 so it's a little bit of a lengthy one if you could be anywhere right now where would you choose a big city full of crowds i can get lost in a small cottage in the woods with lots of flowers and maybe a river nearby up in the mountains where everything looks so small i don't really care as long as i'm with people i love hmm, a small cottage a big city What do you want? So different. (laughs) Super different. But that's very predictable. We often talked about the fact that I'm definitely a city person. And I was remarking on how you can feel okay in like small cottages and whatever. That's, that's something I can never envision myself in. What do you want your home to be like? full of art and music with big windows, a place where I can create and feel free and alive. Lots of trinkets mostly given to me or found at a little thrift store nearby. No cohesive theme, really just a place that's my own. I don't really, I don't need anything too extravagant, just a bed and a place to keep my shirts. I'd rather be out and about anyway. The smell of soup and warm drink to greet you in the doorway, a place where everyone who comes in feels safe. One of the things that I've read is... um, Vincent van Gogh came from a very um, religious family and his dad and his grandpa were ministers and at one point he was really interested in going into the church and becoming a minister himself. And the church was very upset with him because he received very comfortable lodging from the, from the church, but he gave that comfortable lodging to a homeless man and he decided oh. to sleep on like a straw mattress that was really uncomfortable instead. And they didn't see how beautiful and generous that gesture was. Instead, they're like, you're disrespecting the
1: church and the ministry. I think it was being a little bit too extreme, though, from what I read.
0: Really? Okay, that could be it so which one
1: i'm really struggling between full of art and music and the smell of soup but (laughs) (laughs) i think realistically it's gonna be maybe uh, a place where everyone who comes in feels safe so i'm gonna go with that one
0: that's sweet i'm gonna i was struggling between those two but i went with full of art and music okay Pick a line from a song that isn't usually on a you quiz. I know none of these, first of all, because I just couldn't open up. I'm always shifting. Go find yourself a man who's strong and tall and Christian. It's oh, by what? Hallucinogenics by Matt Mason. Did you lose yourself out there? Did you get to be a star? Don't it make you sad to know that life is more than who we are? Named by the Goo Goo Dolls. I'm so good at crashing in, making sparks and shit, but then I'm bad. I'm a bad. I'm a bad friend. <laughs> bad friend by Rina Sawayama. I just want coffee for breakfast. I just want warm cup of tea. I just might love you forever. I hope you warm up to me. Charlie by Mal- Malred.
1: Oh, my God. The last one by like a tons of oh, miles. Totally. Yeah,
0: <laughs> totally. Do you know any of these? I have no clue. No. Okay, cool. <laughs> um pick a scene looking through a window that makes me feel lonely and one no- day in the city there's snow everywhere a few shivering people scattered around it all looks so cold there is a window outside my office across the street I see some kids playing I don't know where all the time went I wish things have been different wow. I go back to work
1: this sounds rarely realistic
0: for some I, reason. I think it is it's literally modeled after whoever wrote this like experiences yeah I'm outside looking into a room full of people they're smiling they look happy they don't even see me I'm looking out the car window driving by all the places I don't have time to visit anymore there's a beggar on the sidewalk I pretend not to see him this is the saddest one by far in my opinion
1: wow I'm gonna pick the first one in winter day in the city Uh, I'm gonna pick the second one I think seeing kids like happy and
0: playing in like wherever sandbox or whatever that that's nice you can still recall back onto all the nice memories that you had as a kid playing just like they did, and Mm -hmm. enjoy those. Now pick a moment of casual intimacy. Taking turns playing your favorite songs for each other, it feels like bearing your soul. When you're walking with a group and you fall behind, but they turn back to make sure you're still there, you finally feel important. That is so sweet. I remember you like this, or I know this is your favorite. It makes vulnerability feel safer than ever before. Getting up early every morning to make them coffee, it makes you feel more loved than you thought you deserved.
1: For me, it's definitely going to be, I remember you like this, or I know this is your favorite.
0: Aww, I think for me, it's the one when you're walking and they wait for you.
1: Uh, yeah, that one's
0: really sweet. It is. Pick a painting, not from Van Gogh. Hands okay. of God and Adam, Michelangelo, Mona Lisa, Leonardo da Vinci, The Lovers 2, René Magritte. I don't know if I picture that. Woman with a parasol, Claude Monet.
1: Monet. Same.
0: Pick a word to describe who you are. Self-deprecating, restless, indecisive, naive. Indecisive? Naive. (laughs) Now pick a word to describe who you want to be. Loved, significant, fearless, warm. Loved? (laughs) What are you most scared of being? Incapable, forgotten, rejected, a burden. Rejected. A burden. Pick a Van Gogh quote. Admire as much as you can. Most people do not admire enough. If you hear a voice within you that says you cannot paint, then by all means, paint and that voice will be silenced. What preys on my mind is simply this one question. What am I good for? Could I not be of service or use in some way? I always think that the best way to know God is to love many things.
1: I'm going to go with the first one. Admire as much as you can. Yeah. What'd you get? Starry Night. <laughs> okay, same. Okay. You can read it out. <laughs> All right. I don't know anything with certainty, but that sight of the stars make me drain. Although Vincent van Gogh is now known and loved by countless people who didn't, this is actually a really long quote. So I guess, yeah, just have to bear with me. He didn't have an ounce of, an ounce of fame while he was alive. Starry Night is one of the most famous paintings ever, but at the time, van Gogh called it a failure in the same way you have no concept of just how loved you truly are you're good at looking out for others and you have a vibe that draws people to you you're a wonderful addition to this little world and you don't even see it but i hope you do someday some of your traits are creative insecure romantic
0: that's really nice you write really really well maybe we should trade places a little bit
1: more (laughs)
0: Um, And then how do you compare? We have 26% who got the sunflowers, 25% who got almond blossoms, 24% who got Starry Night, and 23% who got Self-Portrait. So pretty Mm. even among the four choices that you could get. Mm -hmm. Okay, now should we
1: go into our final rankings? Sure. I think I'm going to give it maybe a 7.5 (laughs) years. that's good sorry this dark <laughs> it is a little bit dark I'm gonna give it also
0: 7.5 out of 10 letters
1: okay oh that's
0: <laughs> it's a little bit less creative than yours but it's okay <laughs>
1: it's a, a, also a little bit less creepy if you ask me I mean, maybe, maybe. Yeah, That's by a little. Point. Point. A little, yes.
0: yes. Um, okay, so apart from that, if you want to discuss anything Star related uh, with us or you want to discuss anything we covered in the past, you want to give us recommendations for things to cover in the future, you can do all that and more through social media. You can find us at Podway Podcast on Instagram, Twitter, and Reddit. If you're not a social media person, don't worry, neither are we. You can find us through our email at podwaypodcast at gmail.com. And finally, if you have it in your big ginormous heart to give us either a ranking or just a review, preferably a five-star ranking. If you do go the ranking route, um, you can do that (laughs) on Spotify or wherever it is you're listening to us through. And we would really appreciate it because it will help other people find us because it will boost us through the algorithm and will help to grow the community. So thank you very much for listening and bye.